Come on. Come down. I am smartness. Good boy. I right. am genius. What's your concern? Yeah. I might need to take a uh, baby out real quick. He seems to want me to take him out. <sighs> okay, hold on one sec. I'll be right back. Come here. Shall we sing Baby Beluga together? A one and a two and a three and a four and This is depressing. I had dreams of being something other than this. Heaven above, sea below, and a little white whale on the go. Now I'm with the band and a bunch of guys who hate their jobs, but we gave in for money. I'm a home with you, so happy. Way down yonder where the dolphins play. I think about taking myself there one day, tying weights to my ankles and jumping into the water. This is not what I envisioned for my life. I'll lie to my friends and say at least I'm doing something I like, which is music, even though it's not the kind of music that I thought I would be doing, nor is it the kind of music that I want to be doing, and maybe doing a job in a cubicle with an overbearing boss would be better. But it's easy for me to hide behind this lie that I've set forth in the world. Music is my life. Children, I don't really like them, but at least their parents are paying the bills. When it's dark, you're home and you're fed. You curl up snug in your water bed. You think to yourself, how the hell did I get here? Baby Baluga, baby Baluga. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn, I know you came back in the middle of my baby beluga rendition because you had to go walk the dog unexpectedly. I did. He was acting kind of funny. I was like, oh, he, I bet you he got a poop. Did he? Did he take a he poop? He did. He took a long time, though, you know? It's like he walks around and he find, he likes to eat the dead worms on the sidewalk, you know? It's gross. And then, uh, and then he poops I them out. See his, hmm? And then he poops out the dead worms and you can see them. So there it is. <laughs> they come back alive. They rehydrate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could see his butthole poking out. I'm like, oh, good. He's going to go. And he starts getting like driven. You know, like he starts like really sniffing, like really like. Did you pick it go. up? Yeah, of course. Are you just saying that? No, <laughs> no. I always pick it up. You're not one of these people. I saw there was a whole uh, scandal that happened in a neighborhood close to mine where a woman, somebody took their ring doorbell video footage and they posted it on one of those community boards. Right. And it was kind of, it was strange because she had the bag in her hand, the dog pooped. She bent over like she was going to pick up the poop, but then she got her face really close to it. Like, I don't know what she was looking at. And then she looked around and nobody was, was watching and she walked away, but now they're looking to get her. They want to dox her probably. I'm going to teach her a lesson. How dare you not pick up your dog's poop? 
Weird. Oh. Why didn't she? Why wouldn't she pick it up? And nobody knows. Maybe it's, it was like was it diarrhea or something? No, nah, no. You could see. You could at least see in the video there was a big pile, steaming okay. pile. How big was the dog? It was a medium sized thing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it was medium. So I'm glad you're picking it up. I'm glad that you're yeah. taking care of your community. Community matters. Of course, and the fact that we're not really supposed to have dogs here, even though it's happening, like everybody's getting a dog. And so I talked to one of the maintenance guys that I'm friends with, sort of, and he was saying that they're talking about just allowing dogs now because so many people are submitting paperwork to get a dog. Ah, but then he asked you for a bribe. I know that you have a dog. I won't tell anyone. Mine's on the up and up. But you never got official permission. Well, they sent, so they finally got back in touch with me and then, then, uh, they posted it on my door to fill out the rest of the like breed information. Baby. Is this, is this really going to, does this happen? This doesn't happen during the radio show. Yeah, I don't know what he wants. What's wrong? She won't. Maybe he just wants love. I'll put my foot in his bed. All right. Let him smell that foot. Yeah, maybe he just needs to be with his pack. His uh, his litter mates. He misses them. Anyway, what you say? You were saying? Oh, that uh, yeah. I just have to fill out the rest of the paperwork properly. What were you? What were you? You were you were saying? <laughs> Got caught in a, a word spiral there. <laughs> Couldn't get out. Actually, it was a pretty good recovery, considering it was. Mm-hmm. You could have kept going, and I think people would have just heard it for a millisecond as wrong, and then been able to fill in the blanks no I, I can't give anyone any kind of ammo to make fun of me so oh, okay <laughs> i wouldn't have just rolled through them through that without calling it out it's like i know i know don't think that you know and i don't know <laughs> yeah it's not the way i know goes. i messed up anyway because your dog's name is baby that made me think of baby beluga which i pulled i've never up heard that. that song before you never heard of baby beluga no Look, I I know that you don't listen to this music you never did as a kid neither did i but i feel like this thing was so prevalent that it was just around. Other kids People, would sing it. Is this one when we were kids? Yeah, Baby Beluga's been around. Ah, for, I missed it. For, Shush. For quite a while. Raffi. Raffi was singing it. I was, Who's Raffi? Is was, that? Is, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me get him a toy. Yeah, get him a muzzle. Why are you being just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding about that. We would never muzzle an animal for doing what nature says that it, it should be doing, which is barking and wanting attention. We would not muzzle the thing. That was okay. a joke. It was a flat-out joke. What'd you say? <laughs> I, you said, let me take care of this. I said, yeah, get a muzzle. And then I was just, you know. And people uh, are gonna, muzzles are okay. People are going to flip their shit. I think muzzles don't prevent a dog from barking, though. And you couldn't bark. Hold your jaw closed and try to bark. Well, it doesn't hold them closed. Because they, they have to get out their tongue to pant. All right, so your tongue can open it just a little bit. So your tongue can come out. You have to be very careful what you say about animals. Oh, yeah. And there's not hum- Look, animals aren't there for our entertainment. This is. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> They're not? No. Sometimes they are. No, no. This is where you're mistaken. All right, what do you got to do? What do you got to do with I don't this know. thing? Hey, what is real? What's going to put an end to this? I know. I picked him up. He's in my lap. Now. Can't you give him like a giant piece of jerky? Yeah. No, you don't. You really shouldn't do that. 
I mean, a lot of people say you shouldn't do that. What, you shouldn't give animals jerky? Well, like those bones, you know, that they like chew on forever and then it turns into that weird like goo. Yeah, but that's great. It gets you the piece. It's not good for them. It gets you the piece that you need. I I I don't mean any of this. You shouldn't have an animal that you want freedom from. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. You can have you can have both feelings. You can no nope, still nope. love them and then also be annoyed by them. It's a helpless little creature that needs you, and it's your responsibility. I was saying that a lot of these big animal sites and videos yeah. with animals, they have this creed that they abide by. That says animals are not there for our entertainment, which is very funny to me, considering the whole business model <laughs> is videos of animals that people are watching for entertainment. Now, within, right. within that, there's this idea that you don't put them in a situation that they don't want to be in, like dressing them up is no good right. or forcing them to do things for the sake of entertainment. But documenting them as they exist naturally is it's right, and right. finding humor and entertainment in something that they're just already naturally doing. Yeah, but it's still a bit hypocritical to me. It's like, all right, if yeah. you know, you're monetizing it, you're finding ways to to make money off of it. Absolutely. You can spin still. it. You can spin it all you want, and these are the first people <laughs> that will come after you for making comments like "muzzle the animal," which muzzle. Them. I was no, didn't mean it, but I think it's uh, you know they're overly sensitive because they're well aware of the hypocrisy, so they're the first ones to jump into action. To protect the right. animals. They need they need like a foundation of look at all the things I've stood up for when it comes to animals. So my intentions would be nothing else but pure. Exactly. I get it. Now Raffi, getting back to Raffi, he was a Canadian <laughs> sing he was a Canadian sing is a Canadian singer lyricist. He's got joyful children's music that he what releases. Else does he do? Baby cricket. You're a are there baby crickets? How are crickets born? Yes, they're baby crickets. How are crickets born? They grow, they're like a little grubs or something at first, probably. You think so? Yeah, I don't. They you, not, think they you think there's ever, there's like a teensy cricket? Yes, they're little crickets. And then they, they maybe they shed their exoskeleton or something. Yeah, at first they probably look like little mites or something. Mites? I've never thought about a cricket's life. Do they come out of eggs? I'm sh uh, yes, I'm sure they're nymphs. Like the bottom of leaves or something? I'm sure they're nymphs and whatever else the rest of the process is for. When does it grow its legs? I don't know. Legs get I, don't, I don't know. Wow. I have no clue. I can't answer Never these thought things. about this before in my life. I want to talk about Rafi because. In all my 40 years. <laughs> okay, go. He, he developed his career as a global troubadour to become a music producer, an author, an entrepreneur, and founder of the Rafi Foundation of for Child Honoring. What oh child honoring? I I know I don't understand what, what you where you want to go, but this guy probably apparently has done really good work, and I'm sure he has. But what does that mean? What's child honoring? Helping tell children know that they're special. I don't know. Weird. It's a weird way to say it. He's from Canada, even though he's Armenian descent, born in Egypt. He made his career in Canada. They just phrase things differently there. Mm-hmm. Baby Beluga, look at this, 1980. You haven't heard Baby Beluga. Came Wild, out. no, I never did. I've Is heard it? of Raffi, I think, though. His whole Christmas album, Raffi. Oh, boy, I bet it's great. Look, I'm sure that this guy actually has done good work. And me making fun of his song leading up to this 
Uh, unfair, probably, right? I disagree. You're allowed to make fun of anything you want. Yeah, well, but, maybe but, not anything. <laughs> but saying that he's depressed and he hates himself just because... You're just doing your shtick. No, you're great. Those are my those are my real thoughts, which I'm worried to put out there. Because, uh, you know, I need people to like me and people misinterpret things. Yeah, I've got a a whole situation at work where teams are shifting and I'm working with new people. And these people don't know me yet. What if they stumble across this podcast and they hear me saying things like muzzle that mongrel or Talking about how Rafi should tie weights to his ankles and jump into the water where the baby beluga lives in the dolphin cove. They, they don't know how to take this, and I need to be liked. <sighs> wow. Uh, it's complicated. You have a lot on your, uh, on your brain. I think it's a difficult time to navigate such things mm-hmm. because there isn't really room for that. So I make these comments, and then immediately in my head I want to alter it. Sometimes uh, Autumn, I come in the show, and I think to myself, I don't know. Maybe I should just uh, make sure that everything I say is it's kosher. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm gonna, but uh, it does sort of limit you sometimes on um, maybe honesty. I'm going to skirt my true beliefs. I'm going to sell out my authenticity just to make <laughs> sure that everyone else likes me. There's a lot of people in the world these days that are very, very positive. Have you noticed that? Uh, no. What do you mean? I feel as Very though, positive? yeah, I feel as though people younger than us, like it, there's a non-ironic positivity that seems just naturally integrated. Like it exists in its purest form where it's like, yeah, that's nice. I like this. Why would you want to say something mean about that? Why would you want to make fun of this thing? Yeah, do you think it comes from, like, the bullying stuff? What do you mean? Like, do you think it comes from the anti-bullying? So people just don't, they were never taught how to enjoy shitting on people. <laughs> well, and were we taught to enjoy shitting on other people? Or is it just no, something I just we think created? We were, it was just part of the culture. And I don't think when we shit, I mean, personally, when I shit on something, it's never like, well, it's hardly ever something that I would, you know, do anything about, you know, try to stop it or, you know, get it taken away or like, I would like, I would enjoy shitting on Rafi and his music <laughs> and be totally like, yeah, the world has a, pl- he has a place in the world and he should have that spot. That's great. I'm happy for him. But also like, let's make fun of it for fun. You know, so I just think that maybe... Because we grew up in that, I don't know, the that we saw that and experienced that and found it fun. And now that kind of thing is bullying. Well, there is a real irreverence that we had growing up. Right. It was introduced in the, into the world. You know, popular media, your favorite show, The Simpsons. They're still very sure. good. They're still very good at their irreverence and satire. They still are. They're very on top of it. Really good. They're the social compass that we all need. <laughs> <laughs> every 30, I feel like 33 at, years in anytime that I would tune in to a new Simpsons and this was probably years ago it was always they always they always had a celebrity voice and so the story was sort of built around this celebrity voice you know like Bono would be a voice you know and it wouldn't just be a cameo like it used to be where the whole the whole storyline is 
for you know is is made and then they say you know maybe we could get bono to like say two lines here with the edge you know and that's kind of fun and like a little surprise for the for the viewers but then then it turned into like we have bono and we're gonna have him on the entire episode and we're gonna make the whole episode like around that and it really limits the plot and the story and so i just felt like ugh, another reason to hate them right now well the simpsons are secondary the actual characters themselves the family they're just yeah. there now the stories don't necessarily revolve around them uh, well and i didn't mind that you know like every once in a while you'd have you know a uh a quickie mart episode Sure, but I mean, there were still elements of The Simpsons and the heart that went into it. Yeah. And now it feels like they're more of a hurdle sometimes. Like, oh, we just want to do a show about this other thing, but there's a stupid family we have to incorporate. Yeah, and they have characters and they have things they say. It, it feels, yeah, like that these days. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, moving away from that and back to what we were talking about, I think, you know, just shitting That's on rad. things, shitting on things in its, on itself, uh, is it can be lazy sure it can yeah. be boring it's like you listen to Rafi's music you don't like it because it's goofy and it's for kids You're like fuck that that's the stupidest dumbest music all right fine there's no substance there i think in my mind and granted i'm projecting myself onto it there's some there's got to be some truth and it, i don't know him and i don't know the situation so when i say truth i don't mean that what i'm saying is true but um there's an idea behind it that someone could look at or hear and say, yeah, that is a possibility. A man who sets out to do music. He's thinking to himself, I want to be famous. I want to be a big musician. Things aren't quite working out the way he wants them to. He's not getting the breaks he needs. Maybe his music isn't so good. And it feels <laughs> yeah. as though at some point you make the decision, all right, I'm shifting gears here and I'm going to sing for children which feels less than what you set out to do originally. Yeah, I think that um, he could be totally happy and fulfilled with his life, but an element of that can also be true. You know, he can, he can, both can be true at the same time. He can be kind of like, well, man, this isn't what I thought I was going to be doing, but hey, it's enriching and I'm doing a lot of things for kids and isn't it nice and people like me. And, yeah, and then, then I take the darkness that I would feel if I were in that situation Mm-hmm. very depressed and i'd look at myself in my in the mirror and i'd say what the fuck happened <laughs> how did i get here i'm singing a song about a beluga whale for children who are half engaged and they're they're drugged up parents and by drugged i don't mean illicit i mean you know antidepressants and sure. xanax and things like this <laughs> quaaludes because it was in the 80s <laughs> were quaaludes still around in the 80s they may have been near the end of their run ludes and yeah, and okay, I'm making some money. I'm doing this thing. Not to say that children shouldn't have entertainment, but I'm also similar to you. I think that maybe children can just be introduced to adult music and yeah. they can learn to enjoy that instead of these cheesy songs for for them, written for them. About Well, and I remember I was uh, with a group of moms and the one was saying like, Oh, I'm so sick of listening to kids bop. Or I was like, why are you listening to kids bop? You know, like I understand if you're listening to like wet ass pussy, the kids bop version, you know, like and then 
yeah, they're getting rid of a lot of the explicit material. Is there a kids mob version of that? No, I'm just using it as an example because there could be songs that have, you know, like an Usher song that might have a sexual reference in it that they're not going to include in the kids bot. They're going to change the words. So you're not exposing your kids to something like sexual, I guess, that they might hear and ask questions about. They're not ready for it. But but a song that, you know, wouldn't have that, but is a pop like a Taylor Swift song. You know, you could, the kids could just listen to Taylor Swift instead of having to listen to some weird ghost children sing it from kids bop. <laughs> I agree. Like, the, what is the, what is the what more are you gaining by having children sing it? Why is that more appealing to a child than the regular person? Yeah, because kids person? don't. This was a thing that was pointed out on um, Red Letter Media and the Mr. Plinkett Star Wars reviews. Uh, of episodes one, two, and three, where, you know, George Lucas thought having a kid in the movie meant kids would want to be the kids in the movie. And little kids don't want to pretend to be other little kids. I mean, maybe in, maybe like Kevin McAllister is an outlier, (laughs) but otherwise people want to be Han Solo. Well, the the reason people like Kevin is because he took ownership. He had control over his life. He handled things himself. He wasn't some helpless child at the mercy of adults. Yeah, I don't want to pretend to be one of the kids holding a lightsaber getting taught by fucking Yoda. You know, I want to be Boba Fett or sexy bikini Leia. Bobo Fett? Bobo Fett. I have no clue who Bobo Fett is. (coughs) I'm sorry. He's a... Bounty Hunter. He's the one with the green helmet with like the T on it as a shield. Oh yeah, that's right. The one where they changed the name of his ship to like the Spirit of Rainbows or something. What? They did? What's happening with the, with the TV series now? Bobo Fett was the last one that nobody liked until they brought in the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, right? Uh, mm, Yeah. Yes. What's the one that's currently on? That's Obi-Wan. Yeah, I'd have no clue who any of them are, but you know who Obi-Wan is. No, I don't. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're I, my only hope. I, I've heard it. I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe she's talking about old Ben Kenobi. I think that Star Wars has a real problem. A weird old hermit. In that they can't expand their characters because when they try to, they do it so poorly, they fail. <laughs> and then so you get stuck in the stories of the same characters when they really need to grow the whole thing. And they, but they, you know, they've dropped the ball so many times. I don't know how they're going to get out of it. They got Mandalorian and Grogu, and that's about it. <laughs> and I don't understand too. Like I haven't watched any of this um, Obi Wan stuff, but I heard that they're they have baby Leia, Leia, sorry, baby Leia in it, and she's sort of presented as a a bad guy character. Oh, that'd be interesting. Why are you opposed to that? Because there's no stakes. We know that she's not a bad guy. We already know who she is. We know the entirety of her rest of her life. So you can't you can't entice me into saying like, guess what? Leia's a bad guy when she's a kid. Just kidding. She's not. She's not a bad guy. But you could be interested in how the journey starts from bad person to good person. I mostly feel like can't it just couldn't it have just been couldn't we just have four, five, and six and, you know, the, the, the fan fiction or the Star Wars, like, 
books that if you're really into Star Wars that you consider canon, you know, but the casual, um, casual, shut up, the casual, casual consumer of Star Wars can just know four, five, and six, and let's call it a day. But no, they have to go back. They have to say, you know what? I need to make all these new characters and we have to make things for kids. And no, you don't. And I guess it's money on the table they're seeing. They're seeing like, hey, you know, if we just, if we uh, expand all these characters and if we, you know, then we can uh, make toys out of them and include them in video games. Well, guess what? It didn't work. Nobody wants to be Princess Amidala. People are still watching it. So until people stop they stopped going to the movies, which, yeah. by the way, that the Han Solo movie, that was fine. That was good. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was, it was fine. I don't know what the backlash was just because it wasn't Harrison Ford. No, he did a great job. I think he I think he was great. I didn't like. Um, didn't you feel like it was kind of uh, visually dim? I didn't care about that. I think I it felt was, like it was all really dark. I was like, I can't see what's happening. I think there was there weren't other stories going on. There was no like B story, which whatever. Also, they were uh trying to stop that train or whatever with the uh, Yeah. Yeah. In what <laughs> what universe do they think that they're in where a a rail system is being used when like every vehicle flies? <laughs> Why is why is this like very important fuel or whatever being transported on a rail system when they can just fly it around? It doesn't make sense. And that's a good question. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and during that scene, I was thinking that, and then I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why she's. Why does she have to sacrifice herself? Like what? I don't. Well, I can't <sighs> speak. I can't speak to Star Wars because I was never really invested. I can yeah. just say it's for fucking losers and nerds yeah. who live in their parents' basements. Yeah, idiot. That's that's my commentary on it, which isn't true. That's not my commentary on it. See, here I am again having to explain that. That it would be lazy right. commentary, too. It's not an original. Yeah, we're, we're not. I'm not serious about it. You're not serious about that. It was just a sort of a typical thing to make fun of Star Wars people. Well, it's an unoriginal thought. I think the thing to make fun of Star Wars now is how invested people are and how seriously they take it and how they get Mm -hmm. angry. And maybe rightly so, because I know a lot of the decisions being made are dumb and it is a money grab, like you said. And they're probably just thinking mostly about, uh, give me another Grogu. I need another character like Grogu that captures the attention of everyone so we can make a lot of money doing it. And, you know, that's all disrespectful to what a lot of people loved. That's all fair criticism. I do think that the amount, the weight it holds in people's lives is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you're 47 and you're in your garage taping yourself with a lightsaber, it's like, yeah, you're a man child. And on the flip side of it, I guess we could think about the fans of star wars and how they are let down and how they deserve a better product or maybe we can understand the plight of the corporate suits who are just out there to make money uh no 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 i can't no i'm not giving anything to the corporate suits they need to come up they need to invest in original ideas and stop stop relying on old things that people recognize so that it's like that'll make money because people know it life the 
movie. The movie of life. I'm not. I'm not saying. Hey, that look, we I've should, got a wife. I didn't take. I didn't mean that seriously. I'm not going to ever take into the the into account the plight of the suit. I don't give a shit. You put yourself in that situation. You're already soulless. I don't fucking care. I was just trying to tie it back to Rafi, where the other side of it is, um, you know, me going after him. There is another side where maybe if he heard me say that, that would hurt his feelings. And I'm sure it would. He's a man who genuinely cares and wants to do good in the world. And I reduce it to a shell of a human being who has been crushed by not meeting their self-imposed <laughs> expectations. True. And I think taking that into account, the other side of it, you know, is worthwhile. There's no reason to assign something and say it's the truth. But I feel like we live in a world where the shift that I'm seeing is no one even wants to think about the sad side of it. Like, no, how dare you make such assumptions about this person? And therefore, as a person who is cynical and quite often projects the darkness and the sense of failure, self-failure onto others, <laughs> when, I, when I look at the world, um, I don't know how to fit in. I know I'm really not uh, sure how to fit in, and I'm somewhat worried i come into this show and i speak openly but i'm somewhat worried at work revealing my true self i feel as though if i put myself out there for all my real thoughts about the type of work that we do like because some people take it very very seriously right like the, this I was like, it's not that important you know <laughs> if this company went away the world wouldn't be any worse off maybe a little bit better but it wouldn't change anything Nothing we're doing has any real impact. No, but that doesn't mean someone can't be passionate about their work. No, and when, and when I say this, I'm not saying that I'm a person who doesn't take it seriously. To me, right. I'm a professional. I'm being paid to do a job. That means something. It's like we mm -hmm. entered this agreement together. You are paying me this amount that I feel okay with to do this job. I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of because right. I'm lucky enough to have gotten to a spot where, you know, we negotiated that. And I take that very seriously. And if someone's not doing a good job, then, yeah, as a manager, I'll have to sit down and talk to them and get people back on track. But this idea that, oh, my God, we're doing such great things. And I have to make sure that the standards and doesn't there's a standard that needs to be met. You don't need to go above that and pretend right, that uh, okay. this, but it, like saying something like that or even giving little hints as to that being my thought process feels a bit dangerous. And it also makes me feel old because I do think that there's been a shift where irreverence and cynicism are totally out at this point. There's no room for it. People don't like it. They don't want it. And that's what I've you know built my... <laughs> my life on right well it's interesting i didn't really think about it in that context um and so you know therefore you become dated it's like oh yeah that's a relic of the past i see how it happens right. now i see things shift Yeah, like some like somebody who's um like a uh like a nebbish and you know worried and jewish and like duh. what's that guy's name <laughs> Woody? <laughs> Sorry, I had a lot of drinks last night, so my brain's a little slow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had he married his stepdaughter, 
His, his I know who daughter. you're talking about. I just I think it's funny. Like, who is that guy? Oh my god! But anyway, continue. What do you mean to say? I feel like that was a popular sort of, or not popular, but that was um, a a, a character sort of to be, or a, a part of a personality that was more prevalent, you know, and that kind of lost in popularity with Woody Allen. Now, you can't like it's hard. Woody Allen. People Thank have you. a hard time separating his real life from the work at this point. So let's just separate. Oh yeah. 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 Make the separation. We're not talking about anything other than that style. Uh, yeah. There's that style of, you know, New Yorker and worried and, you know, not super manly. And, you know, so that that's kind of lost favor. And now maybe this is something you're noticing about sort of being cynical and, Maybe that's not so popular anymore either. That's yeah, kind of like a Gen X thing. Yeah. And I think that's where there's a crossover. With... Well, I think that's where we, I, that's why we don't feel like millennials. Well, now we're geriatric millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Elder millennial, I think. No, it's geriatric. It. I don't think that people know what that means. They know what it means. They do? I think that's funny too. These, the, and, and when we're talking about this and people taking into account other people's feelings and how we shouldn't, we should be mindful and careful to fully understand where another person could be coming from. Yeah. Though there are plenty of exceptions and geriatric being one of those. It's like, yeah, you old outdated <laughs> piece of crap or, you know, the Karen thing. I really think it's funny that there's a bunch of people who, who want to approach things and like thoughtfully and understand how things that I say that I may not even be aware of, Mm. They're, that they're offensive because of the way society has trained us and set everything up. I, I, I want to take all that into account. I need to have the hard discussions. I need to have the ego strength to look at myself and say, you know what? You're not perfect. You do have these biased beliefs and sometimes prejudiced beliefs mm -hmm. and all this is uh, uh, so, so important. Fuck you, Karen. You fucking Karen. Look at this stupid <laughs> piece of shit, Karen. Yeah, what about the people named Karen in real life? Fuck them. They can yeah. deal with it. It's like, okay. So there are there are still these lines. I guess for whatever reason there are, there are certain things that aren't off limits. And uh yeah, there's a bit of hypocrisy tied into it, which I, I find to be humorous. It's the only way you really can approach it. You just sit there and you watch, you're like, okay. I just feel like um I I think uh, getting older, um, need the, the ideas or sort of the status quo of what happens as you get older, I think I personally, I want that to be different for me. Um, you know, people understand about getting older and physically, right? You have to keep maintain, you have to maintain things in your body to try and keep it from shutting down or like not being able to do things as you get older because things start to fall apart or whatever, but also mentally and not just to avoid something like forgetfulness or dementia, you know, like keeping doing Sudokus and crossword puzzles and keeping your mind sharp, but also emotionally. I don't want to look at what the next generation is doing and look at it as different and therefore weird or wrong and the way that we did it was better you know like i don't like common core math i don't understand why it's supposed to be better i guess i kind of understand like the concept 
But it just seems crazy to me to not just put the two numbers on top of each other and like, fucking add the numbers together, you know. But whatever. It's working for Elliot. She's doing great. She understands how to do it. So it's working for her. I'm not going to I'm not going to bitch about common core math. Um, people's opinions on gender or whatever. If I don't disagree with it, but if I did, if I thought that was different and maybe I don't understand it. I, I want to be the person that's like, okay, I don't understand that. But whatever, the world is changing. So I need to let that be. I don't want to, I don't want to not, I don't want to condemn it just because it's new and therefore like, it's new, so it's different and therefore it's threatening. Which is a nice approach to take. I think what ultimately happens though is at some point you become dismissed just by default by people younger than you. Mm -hmm. And then so people become defensive of that point. And then instead of trying to understand things, you know, they dig in their heels and then they just shit on everything that the younger right, generation And then you become likes. stagnant. Then that part of your life atrophies. I agree. And, I agree. Yeah, and I, then, and I, then you don't get to enjoy the world. Like, listen, for a long time, when the MTV music awards or like movie awards or whatever, were still a thing. And I was growing out of that where I started to not recognize the, the musical artists or the actors or the celebrities that were like, you know, in the commercials for the, for those things would be like, you know, who will be walking on the red carpet? Like Jennifer Ashalita and Mary Kate Olson Lawson Dawson, you know, like, I don't know who these people are. And I thought, Oh wow, that's different. That's weird. But, uh, okay. It's not made for me. So in those instances, you know, those things were no longer made for me when they previously were. And I don't know. It just feels it, I, to, to look at that and be sort of upset that it's no longer made for me. I think that's the, that's the kernel that needs to be explored. The funny thing is that it's still being made. My reaction to it. I'm sorry. The funny thing is it's still being made by people your age, just not for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> older. <laughs> yeah, or older people who've been around since the beginning of MTV who refuse right. to let go. That is happening. I mean, I guess you could have stayed in tune with who was up and coming and the new crop of celebrities. But, you know, like you said, at some point it's not as appealing. So you don't keep up with it. Yeah. There is and a that's tendency. Fine. It doesn't have to, nothing. The world doesn't have to be made for me. There is a tendency. Well, at some point, it was made for you. There is a period when much of the world is made for you mm -hmm. because people are vying for your dollars. Youth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's money to be made in youth. It's strange that youth doesn't have so much money, uh, but there's such, <laughs> right. there's such importance placed on it. Uh, but I think there's. They're more active and probably buying a lot more and a lot of smaller things. And this is just like the commercial element of it. There's a lot go that goes into it. Uh, but I think at some point when you realize that you're out of that demographic and you're being left behind, it's hard for people to deal with. And then so you look at the new round of stars at the MTV Video Music Awards and it's just easy to say they fucking suck. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I sometimes I think my approach to things is mistaken. It's 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 mistook as that. Oh, mistaken. Yeah, mistaken. Yeah. 
<laughs> I should have enunciated a little more, but it's uh, looked at as coming from that kind of place without substance. Uh, at least that's my fear. I don't know how true that is. The fear overall is that there's just not even an appetite for it. Me going after Rafi and saying things that if people thought about, they could say, oh, well, yes, that makes sense. I can understand how a man wanted to do something big with his life and he had to settle for something that is kind of depressing. <laughs> and I can find the humor in that also. But yeah, but at, but at its most basic, there is this idea that people don't even, they just hear somebody who's getting older, shitting on something, not realizing that there's at least thought put into two. Because there are plenty of people who are just like, that fucking sucks. That music fucking sucks. Why? Uh, it just does. Like they can't even explain. And I think that's really lazy yeah uh i mean we on the doctrine you know there's a lot of talk about jared's music that he likes that sounds like to us a bunch of noises you know beeps and squeaks and a bass drop and that's kind of it um i <laughs> i'm trying to be i i i don't know i kind of feel like you're allowed to react to something like that and say i think that sucks that's fine you can say you don't like it sure right but i think at, this is the kernel that i'm talking about at the point that you feel offended by it or bothered it's like why are you bothered because why there's a whole group you? of people going out to do this and they're young and cool and that doesn't include me right and so why does that like why do you need that that's a, that says something about your attitudes about yourself and your place in life. And maybe you should try and get more comfortable with your place in life. Well, none of us want to get old. None of us really want to die. I think that there's... I don't care about getting old. I really don't. It's just... Ha it's been happening your whole life. Why aren't you used to it? You're constantly getting older. Because Fine. at some point, there's a dismissal that comes along with it. But who's dismissing you? Society. Uh, the younger portion of society. But that's none of my business. That's for the young people. Like going to music festivals and things, it's not like I've I've never been into that. And I know that it's a thing for the youth. So but why do I feel like I need to be a part of that? And then if I'm not a part of it, then I'm annoyed by it. I'm not. I don't give a shit. Let the young be young and let me do my thing. I agree with you. Right. I'm on board with this. Oh, yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that uh, the idea of it and feeling like, well, the fact that you feel dismissed at all. And maybe I'm wrong saying this, but it just feels that's that's your problem. No one's dismissing you. You feel Who's irrelevant. Your thoughts are now dismissed by people who look at you and say you're old, you're out of touch. You know what? My my ideas and my opinions and things will not be out of touch because I will continue to listen and to grow uh, instead of, like we talked about, digging my heels in. And then, see, once you, once you decide, like, no, I'm staying right here, then you do become out of touch because the world continues forward. And if you decide to, like, like we said, dig your heels in and stay in this one place where all the thought processes are, are based on this one spot then you don't have the perspective 
that people have who have moved forward and are continuing to grow. But I think so you sometimes can't do that. Sometimes you don't even realize that it's happening, and that's why it's jarring for people. Because maybe they think that they're open-minded like you are, and you're just existing as yourself until at Mm -hmm. some point who you are is now considered a relic. And you're like, oh, wow, I thought that I was being mindful and thoughtful about things, but now you're just telling me that there's no need for me. And I think that the reason I brought this up is because what I am seeing with younger people is they're... Uh is this exuding positivity that doesn't feel like I really hate when people are faking it. I really hate when I feel as though it's an act that somebody's putting and this feels genuine. It's like, oh no, like that really is where you're coming from and what you're thinking. And you wouldn't have an appetite for my saying, put a muzzle on the dog. <laughs> on that mongrel. Or uh, telling Raffi that he should drown himself. Right. And be like, hey, oh, that's, you know. That's me. That's, you know, that's okay. But I know that if I wasn't in tune with that, and I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that I'm going out of my way to change who I am. Right. It's just learning how to navigate that. And I think quite often, if you are at least mindful of it, like you are talking about being, that can resonate with other people and can come off like, all right, well, this person's at least thinking about it. Um, But, you know, if it weren't, on my mind, there'd be a point 10 more years down the line or something where it's like, oh, you just suddenly feel very, very out of touch. I, th- I can see how it happens. And then I understand why people react the way they do. And I don't even know being aware of it where that ultimately leads, because if I'm not going to really change things, because I do view the world the way I view the world and that's shifting and it's, you know, it's not locked in and I am willing to evolve and i want to it's not even like a a sacrifice it's like yes i i want to understand and continue but there are also basic elements of of who i am that are pretty locked in yeah but those can stay those those can remain that's that's you that's that's where you came from that's the time you grew up in all of that can stay but to then be angry at the world for being different that's what i'm talking about well, nobody likes to be told that their experience doesn't matter because it's... No, no, it doesn't have to not matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I know that's not what you're saying, but the, there is this extremism and we did it. I mean, when you're younger, when you're younger, it's very easy to dismiss anything uh, someone who's a bit older says. Uh, I'm not saying that everyone does it, but there are extremes that people operate in. And so when you're on the one side of it and you're being told by uh, other people that you're done, you become defensive and you dig in. Yeah. And then yeah, you become, so you're already being told that you don't matter. So you're like, well, then why would I? You have a bad. Of- yeah. You have a worse hand to play too when you're older. If you do become defensive, you right. can't just dig in because then you start, you know, dismissing in the same way. And at that point, it's easy just to write you off as close-minded well maybe maybe the youth will not react that way you know maybe they will have maybe they more. Won't. maybe if, yeah. if if people are as nice as they seemingly are right now but i like i said there are certain buckets that are right still, it seems still, like still yeah allowed. we're really cool and open and nice and accepting and thoughtful except if you disagree with something <laughs> with us then and my point in talking about this is not to dismiss any of the sides i mean it's just yeah. interesting to me seeing how it can go down for the first time in my life being at 40 
being in a spot where I'm meeting new people. I'm also in charge of creating a team and building something, but also working with people who've been there and already have something in place, not wanting to be the person who comes in and says, we're doing it my fucking way now, mm-hmm. says the middle-aged white dude. Um, and that, that has nothing to do with me not wanting to be that. Like, I don't want to be a stereotypical middle-aged white know-it-all guy, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think that I am. And I think by nature of who I am, I am a person who at least wants to talk to other people and be mindful. Right, you don't have to work really hard to not be offensive or something. No, but people who don't know you, if it, it feels as though sometimes by just saying small things or making small decisions that it could happen. It could just snowball and I could be written off as that. And it's like, oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. not what I thought at all. And then how do you react if something like that happens? I think that you can react however you need to react, you know, however you feel. Um, but then think about why you felt that, you know, and if it's because. Well, because yeah, I am a middle-aged white guy and that is the truth too. Like some of it just needs yeah. to be, that is what I am. <laughs> yeah. I am a white guy and I am, yeah. I don't know when a middle, middle age officially starts, but to me, 40s middle-aged. When does it officially start? I think it's 35. Oh, is it that young? I thought maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it is 40. I think uh, in my mind, just if I go on my feeling, I feel like it's 35. But maybe that's spoken like a 40, For, 40 to 60. Okay. The first year of it. 60? Yeah, 40 to 60. Damn. I know if we really broke it down properly, it would be if let's say someone lives to be 90 for the sake of it which i know is the high yeah you end. never really know when middle age is no if everyone lived to be 90 then middle age would be 30 to 60 yeah so i mean that's not too far off but considering most people don't live to be 90 and probably like 83 is more accurate 60 is a bit above middle age but but you're still working sometimes at that point and you're still contributing and you still have value and then after that then you're fucking. You just become a leech on society. Garbage. Oh, you need help crossing the road. Yeah, your body starts to fall apart, and your friends start dying. Yeah, great things to come. A lot of a lot of fun stuff on the way. Let's not think about it now. But you know, you being forty now, welcome to the club. Thanks. I guess this conversation is relevant since you just had your birthday. Sure. And you saying. And right. I know I have like. Eric was trying to make this big thing about like, you're freaking out. You're probably freaking out. Like, no, I don't care. I mean, it's another, I'm another age and it's a significant age. It's fine. It really doesn't change too much. The only thing it really changes in my mind is when I'm working out and I think, man, am I doing this squat wrong? Cause my hips hurt. It's like, oh, maybe it's cause you're 40. <laughs> Maybe your joints just hurt because you're older, you know? A lot of that, obviously, is because he freaked out at 40. Right. He puts a lot. He he thinks that his experience is going to be everyone's experience. I think it bothers him that neither of us freaked out at 40. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this before. 30 is where I freaked out because I was in a spot of my life where uh, I was leaving radio. I was shifting careers. Um, I also wasn't putting as much effort as I needed to. I liked taking pills. You know, it's like, oh, God, what the fuck? Like, I was Raffi at that point, the the, the version <gasps> of Raffi. You know, Raffi had success. Raffi's nightmare. 
I, I mean, Rafi had success. I mean, I, the version, though, is like, what the fuck did my life turn into? What is happening? I'm 30, and you have this idea of where you'll be at 30, and it uh, wasn't where I was. And, you know, the next 10 years, work to get shit together, and 40 came, and it felt hopeful. I wasn't freaking out about anything. But that's, that's the uh, joy of arrested development, I guess. If you're... It, it makes sense for someone like Eric who found success and went to L.A. in his early 30s. and Right, yeah. Even... Even Atlanta had success. I forget if they got fired when he was 40. Was it, were they already back on the um, air? No, that I was before. I don't think so. But he, it, we were doing Mad Pundit stuff when he was getting those frosted tips. <laughs> but he was going on TV and he needed to look cool. <laughs> okay. But I think, I, no, I think it, when. And that was when he was 40. And, so. not, to, and not to say he was peaking because obviously he's, he's still got the show going and yeah. things are in a good spot now. But Maybe it hits a bit differently when, uh, when you've come from something that <laughs> yeah, seemed that was worse, like it was going to stay here forever, and then it didn't. So yeah, maybe a bit different at that yeah. point. But but I don't know stuff like that. I just never. Well, maybe it's just my attitude now because I did have a lot of thoughts about you know what should be happening in my life at a certain age. And those things weren't happening. And I kind of felt like, oh, no, like getting married, having kids. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, lately thinking about being this age and not owning a home or something, you know, but now my, now my attitude is like, who cares? You know, this, this is just where I am. And it's actually better to not be owning a home and having to deal with all that. You never or like or, or really breaking myself just to get in a home just to prove something to no one that I'm 40 years old and I should own a home. Oh, owning a home and I, I, that whole thing has shifted. It is well, part especially, of, I know, I know we're especially in a weird spot now, but even like two years ago, you know, it, when it was, <laughs> when it was actually possible to maybe buy a home. Uh, yeah. It seemed like I should be doing that. But in reality, you know, like I've said before, I don't have the capital to like, a put a down payment or to fix anything if i even if i got like assistance like zero down payment first time home buyer blah 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 blah, i still wouldn't be able to fix like a water heater that broke or a roof that was leaking or like new ducts or something you know i don't have that it would all be at a credit card and then i'd be in debt the american dream there's a lot to compare yourself to Mm -hmm. you can always find something of what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be and maybe that's another thing that plays into aging is everyone had an idea of how their life was going to go. And for a long yeah. time there feels like there's still time. It's like, Oh, but there's still time. And then at some point, especially when the yeah, youth moves in, like, Oh wow. <laughs> that, the opportunities fall with them. And my time is past. And it like a uh, Jeff Goldblum in uh, independence day. Time's up. <laughs> it didn't checkmate. go. He says time's up and checkmate. <laughs> checkmate it didn't go the way i planned and i think most people most people deal with that though it doesn't go with the way they the way they plan to call my mother (laughs) well i gotta call my lawyer i gotta call my landlord (laughs) i like harvey firestein you really wanted to get that in there (laughs) i gotta call my mother (laughs) oh my throat hurts from screaming good good Woo! And I have a headache. Derailing my point with your well, I'm, we're done. Movie references. <laughs> Are we done? You've decided that we're done. Okay, fine. That we're done. All right. You have anything else? No, I I feel closed down now. Really? Because I just did that. 
Yeah, but it's fine. Here's. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we, I thought it, was, it would be playful. Not, I not really. Fuck you up. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Love you guys. Please support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get 50% off some hot sauce uh, made in Chattanooga. One topic 15 is the code. Use it. Do it. Be a baby beluga. Love you. Bye. Just because you're hungover, I want to take a nap. The, yeah, ish, well, the, I, yeah. the show ends when I say it ends. I have to deliver a Chromebook to Ellie. And then I have a date with my couch. <laughs>